welcome to this week's episode of True Podcast. I'm your host, Alex. And I'm your host, Drea. And, you know, today we're doing the same thing that we've been doing so far this season. So Drea is going to tell me something that I probably don't know. And we'll see how that goes. You know? I feel like so- we need to, like, come up with... Um- a better way of introing our episode this season because like every episode we're just like well we're doing the same thing (laughs) yeah I mean there's probably a point in there that's true but I mean it's the it's the most straightforward forward way of describing it because that's really what it is we're doing the same old thing man you're gonna tell me something I don't know and it'll probably be entertaining I imagine yes ideally imagine it's like something that like you're just like who 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 cares right yeah well We'll get into that in a second. So we're going to do the other thing that we do all the time, which is our week update. So Drea, how's your week been? My week has been okay. I, so yesterday I started student teaching, which is good. It's going well. I'm doing it with my high school English teacher Mm. who I very much enjoyed when I had his class. Um, It is a little bit different now because, so the school that I I'm doing it at is an IB school, which I don't mm-hmm. know if you know what IB is. Like, I know a lot of people don't know what it is, but basically it stands for inter-baccalaureate and it's an alternative to AP classes. So mm. AP classes where like you're studying all year to pass the AP test and get like college credit. The IB program is more of like, instead of an individualized class that you're getting a credit for, it's like a whole program that you go throughout high school and you like graduate with an IB diploma and then like you get X amount of credits in like whatever um like topics or subjects that you like took your classes in so because you already get credits for taking AP tests or you should for most you know institutions is the difference then you just get the IB diploma um the difference is that Okay. So basically, okay. Here's the thing. So IB is really like, it's designed to help the students not only like interact with each other more, but like work more in like collaborative settings. And it's not so like assignment driven for like, you know, that end of the year test. It's more of like, we're learning through the process. And as long as you pass the class, you're going to move along. It's not like you know, AP tests, like if you take the whole class and you pass the class and then you fail the test, well, you don't get college credits. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's more of like a, like a comprehensive alternative as opposed to like AP is like very specific. Mm -hmm. Um, And whether it's better or worse, that's not for me to say. I am barely learning about it myself. But anyways, my whole point in bringing this up so he is a teacher of IB English. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different than like what I would see, I guess, if I was like in a non-IB classroom, but it's really cool mm-hmm. in that way because it's like, like basically he was telling me how there's certain stipulations that he has to follow for like, for mm-hmm. it to be like approved by the IB board or whatever. And I feel like these requirements are very lenient because basically there's like, there's like five requirements. You have to like teach three. Well, between junior and senior year, you have to teach six books and of the six books, like three of them have to be from like different time periods. Two of them have to be from like different regions, like different continents or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And there's like a few more, like, you know, there's like regulations like that, but like, other than that, it's like, he has free reign to like select these novels that aren't necessarily like your traditional novels that you would choose or that you would read in school. And then Mm -hmm. like spend a whole year covering just like three novels, you know, and like involving different activities and different workshops into that. So it's really, Mm -hmm. really cool to see and also be a part of, because obviously I'm going to be teaching also. Um, And we've only started just like yesterday and today. So I'm just dipping my feet in, but like based off of what I've been seeing, it's really cool. Uh, And he also has this other class called like theory of knowledge, (laughs) which is part of the IB program also. And basically it's like the Uh whole class. It's just like, it's gosh, it's kind of like Socratic seminar, but minus like the, like, uh, 
intricacy of it all. Like, you know how like Socratic seminar, it's like an inner circle, outer circle, and there's like roles and stuff. Instead of that, it's like kind of the same concept of discussion, but free reign with the whole class. And it's like anything and everything is broken down and questioned and it's really intense. And I'm just like, whoa, this is like a college level class. Really cool. (laughs) So that's been fun. I've been Uh doing that the past two days before that on Sunday, I went and I hung out with my friends from college, uh, who are also starting like their student teaching is like a last Mm -hmm. like we got this. Um, and I watched Jumanji too with them because they'd never seen it. <laughs> and they were like, cause I, the last time we hung out, I had them watch Jumanji one, the remake and they mm-hmm. liked it, which they were like, surprised. They liked it. Cause they were just like, I thought this movie was going to be so stupid. And then when I watched, made them watch the second one, I was like, arguably, I feel like it's better than the first one. And then they watched it and they were just like, I kind of want to say it's better. And I'm like, I told you, um, it's a good sequel. It was, it was really good, but that was really fun. Other than that, I mean, I did a few other things like you, but I feel like I'll leave that for you to discuss in your week update. But yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much, that's pretty much all I've got. Not too, too much going on in my life other than just, you know, student teaching, taking on my whole life. How about you? Right. Alex? Yeah. So, um, my week's been pretty chill. Um, let's see what all have we been doing you know just like preparing for you know the start of the year stuff because there's a lot you know going on there um it's been nice you know having more people around in the office that's been cool uh you know just chill work things oh so there I told you about this a little bit but you can re-react to it because it's that level worthy Uh so on Friday we discovered a smell in our office and mm-hmm. we think that there's a dead animal somewhere. Good. Good. And stuff. guess what? It's still there. Oh my gosh. And you had to go in today? Yeah. Oh no. So, but it's been getting like less and less smelly. So I think it's starting to maybe dissipate or maybe just, you know, in the decomposing process, stop the smelling part, I guess. I don't know, but it's still there. It's still not fun. So there's that. Um, and then like the big like things that we did. Um, so I finally caught up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine just in time for us to watch me, you, me and Eduardo to watch the uh, new episodes together. So that was fun. Had a whole, you know, hangout about it, which was a good time. Also watched Legally Blonde that night, which was a good time because Legally Blonde's always a good time. Also, I was like, I was appalled at the fact that Eduardo didn't remember it. Remember Legally Blonde? Yeah, like when he was watching it, he was like, I don't remember this happening. Remember? Yeah, well, that's like the least surprising Eduardo thing to do, I feel. I mean, Uh, I agree that someone should remember that movie. Yeah. But also that's like the classic Eduardo. Okay. (laughs) Because he just lives to make (laughs) us mad. He lives to irritate us. I feel that. (laughs) And then on a Saturday night... We went out on a double date. We did. Which was the fun. first of many. <laughs> Hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't see why not. Well, as long as uh, Michael liked us. I mean, he did. Like, um, we had fun. I mean, I feel like obviously the first time I met him, like I didn't get to like get to know him more. So it was mm-hmm. nice to have more in-depth conversations. And I feel like me and Aaron, so, and I hope he, I, well, okay, here's the thing. <clears throat> when we were there, <laughs> we got into like really in-depth conversations where like me and Aaron were like not arguing, but like kind of arguing with each other. Uh-huh. And I hope that like Michael wasn't like uncomfortable, like, no. not to, like me, <laughs> you know, being around me and Aaron and like, that's just our dynamic. No, I was like thinking about that later. I was like, I hope we didn't make him like, <laughs> be like, whoa, I don't want to see fighting. No, we both had a really good time. That's like good. it's kind of funny because like and Michael had said this too, like when we were talking about like really like hanging out together, like me and him like talking about how we wanted to like really like hang out with you guys. Yeah. And how he was just kind of like because one thing that was in the air supply, like from the beginning of when we like got serious or like started dating like for real, was that like you had really wanted to watch the last Harry Potter with him. 
like he wanted to experience that with him yeah and his whole thing was just kind of like just how like going to a movie like for a first date is bad like a bad date idea I think it'd be the same thing for meeting Drea (laughs) you can't get to know each other that way then I feel that so by the same like measure it's like we're going like us as a couple are going on a date with you as a couple so like to me it was like this you know bodes well that we have been like here like we went to eat dinner at Eureka in Claremont and then shortly thereafter we got like these mini pie things from some pie place down the street and like we hung out for like four hours so I'm just like that's a good date yeah it was fun I mean like I feel like we just kept on getting into conversations that like dug a little bit deeper and then dug a little bit deeper. And then by the yeah. end, I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because we were out pretty late. I mean, 10 or so. So it was late. It was... By my standards, it was late. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, we, we had a good time. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Speaking of Michael real fast, sorry, listeners are just like, we're not here to talk about your personal life. Um, <laughs> but is if he uh, wants to join Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because we have a Brooklyn Nine-Nine viewing, viewing every Friday for the new episodes, mm-hmm. we could watch Harry Potter afterwards. That is an excellent point. However, we'd have to watch part one first, unless well, you wanted to watch part one as well. Oh, God. Are you not like... Well, not all in one night. Week? Well- well, yes, I am seeing him this week. We're, we're figuring out our schedules okay. for the rest of the week. Well, pencil in some part one viewage, <laughs> and then we can watch part two. <laughs> I'll, I'll run it by him. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Anyway. Also, um, huh. go ahead. Nothing so unimportant. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else is there? Um, You know, nothing much else. Just like you know, chill weekend things. Oh, that's one thing. So on Saturday, because you listeners have been a part of this saga with me. Mm, yeah, I know. That I, that I finally got my car title in the mail. You guys praise <laughs> Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love it. Finally. So ran it like as soon as I opened the envelope from the mail, I like drove over to AAA to get like the paperwork submitted to fix my name on it. So Amazing. I finally have my registration under my correct name. And in a couple of weeks, I'll have my correct title and then it'll be all done. It'll just be over. That's awesome. It has been long in coming and I'm glad it's finally over for you. Yeah, I've been really waiting for it to be over. But as far as my week goes, that's pretty much it. But it's been some good things in there. Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, that's a really good segue actually to the topic today. And it's something that I think is going to be super, super interesting and something that I think Michael will think is super, super interesting. Mm. Um, But when we were hanging out on Saturday, the topic of dogs came up. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And so Alex's boyfriend is really keen on getting a pug. And Uh Alex has recently been swayed to getting on this boat. I obviously am the captain of the boat. Um, and so for my topic, I want to give you some pug facts. <laughs> uh, buckle up. Oh my goodness. Pugs. Why? <laughs> All right, okay. here we go. Let's do this. So this is like haphazard research that I did yesterday. So yesterday we were, okay, we're recording this on a Tuesday. We usually record, record on a Monday. And the reason we didn't record yesterday was because I fell asleep and <laughs> here's the thing so I got home from student teaching and let me tell you like doing things in the world with like a lot of people after not doing things in the world with a lot of people for like over a year is really tiring and mm-hmm. so I got home from student teaching and I was exhausted but I had like a few like homework assignments I had to do for my classes so I like literally powered through it and then I knew we had to record so I was like oh let me just do this topic really fast and I did the outline and then I was like, okay, I'm just going to like rest my eyes for one second. And then I woke up at like 8 PM. So <laughs> yeah, I was texting him. I was like, dude, what's the deal, man? Like you I haven't texted me back all day. I know it was <laughs> my bad. I didn't realize how tired I was until, and then here's the thing. I slept from like, probably I fell asleep around 530 and then woke up at like eight. And then I went back to sleep at like 10 and slept until like 
seven the next morning. <laughs> right. Yeah. I slept a lot last night. Anyways. Okay. So I did haphazard research because as I said, I was very exhausted, but I can, what's the word? Um, uh, like what's, what's the word when you add to something? Supplement? Supplement. Thank you. I can supplement it with my own knowledge and experience. So Mm -hmm. here we go. I'm going fact by fact. The first one, if you feed your pug a top-notch diet, they can live up to 12 to 15 years, which might not sound that impressive. However, it is. <laughs> so I think the average, okay, actually, let me look this up. The average dog lifespan is 10 to 13 years. So this is surpassing the average life dog span. Well, what, is wait, it? What? <laughs> Did you listen to what I said? The <laughs> average life dog span, the average dog's lifespan. You're falling apart here. Uh, also like, no, but for, for serious, is it like dogs with the snouts like pugs have like the compressed like snouts don't they actually live less time than the standard dog because I thought it was like eight or nine years so great question um and let me skip ahead then to one of those little like fun facts so dogs do have a variety of hereditary problems which are a lot of times due to the short kind of like nose shape of their face Um, So they usually have issues with breathing. They can catch colds easily and they sometimes have like eye and skin issues. However, all these, all of those conditions are like uh, easily remedied Mm -hmm. Um, except for this, the breathing condition. Sometimes if you have like a pug who has kind of like smaller nostrils and the nose is really like far back, they will need to get like a nose job, which is a fix, but it's expensive. And I've known some people who have gotten, who have had pugs and who have gotten their dogs like nose jobs. I personally didn't have to. And my dog is a purebred, which uh, against like what I actually wanted, but she is a purebred and she is very fortunate to not have those issues. Like when she was a puppy and I took her to the vet, the vet specifically was like, oh, she has really large nostrils. She should be fine. And she really hasn't like randomly, she'll have like a little like asthma thing. Um, But like for the most part, she's fine. And I think what you're confusing this with, Alex, is Mm -hmm. the condition that most King Charles Spaniels have, where it's not necessarily a snout thing, but it's a whole cranium issue where it's smaller than it should be. Mm -hmm. And that leads itself to very short lifespans because um, like the brain often will like press against the cranium and that'll lead to like aneurysms and strokes. And I think King Charles Spaniels specifically like, 95% of them pass away due to like aneurysms and things of that Mm -hmm. nature. Um, which this is kind of like a really like divergent topic. I wasn't even planning to talk about King Charles Spaniels, but yeah, that's more of a serious issue than like pugs have because pugs issues with their breathing is usually like it's remedied. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, fine. All right. Okay, anyways, although I have to say that you're not selling me on a dog that will potentially have to get a nose job. Well, I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to, I'll just wait. (laughs) Okay, but so going back really fast to that, feeding them top-notch diets, they can live 12 to 15 years. And I'm here to say, let me get my mic closer to me. I definitely do this. (laughs) Oh, I witnessed it. Like why don't you why don't you describe the the food that choco eats absolutely so none of this purina i am's whatever dog chow i my dog only gets the best <laughs> and yes. we cook her we cook her her food so we make her we like boil her chicken and like it's really important that if you cook um like your dog's foods like you get like non-sodium yeah meats anyways so like it's like non-salted meat so chicken boiled nothing added to it sweet potato carrots um we recently tried to switch her to like a broccoli pea kind of diet but she threw it up so (laughs) we've just stuck with what works um she gets that on like snack time she'll get like watermelon or um she really likes peanut butter so like we'll give her like Dogs actual eat watermelon? meals. Yeah, she loves watermelon. Oh my gosh, 
kills for it. They can't have like specific, they can't have like grapes, like dogs can't have specific fruits, but like watermelon, give it to them. They love it. Just make sure there's no seeds. Um, yeah. So that's what we give Choco. And she is a very happy camper. And recently she's even more so happy because we had been like weaning her off of her food because she kept on like regurgitating it. And we were just like, oh, maybe she's like really full. Maybe we're feeding her too much. So we kept on like minimizing her food. And then we took her to the vet recently to like have a procedure and they weighed her and she was 13 pounds. And like the normal weight for a pug is like 13 to 18. So she was like literally at the very bottom. So my vet's like, it's not concerning. Like she's still fine, but like she can stand to gain a few pounds so she was like so go ahead and if you want to like start feeding her like not necessarily bigger portions but like more throughout the day like smaller meals but like more uh go Mm -hmm. ahead and so she has been living like oh my god eating so much she's so happy okay enough about that (laughs) i didn't think i was gonna spend so much time on this first fact (laughs) okay the next one so pugs are specifically bred for companionship they were bred by like the Chinese emperors back, back in the day, literally to sit on their feet and serve as like feet warmers. So this specific dog breed is very happy with a sedentary lifestyle, mm-hmm. which is a really good like attribute to have for anyone who's not necessarily like what you would call like an active person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like if you have like a golden retriever or something like you got to work that thing out like you got to take it on hikes you got to take it on walks you got to take it to the dog park like you got to be an active person you know if you have like a big dog um but this dog if you want to just like have a little companion with you who like you know runs around the house and then sleeps for four hours to like regain power this is the right dog mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and they also love kids and families so another little tidbit okay i talked about the hereditary pro- problems um and so going to your point earlier of like, you're not selling me on a breed that like could potentially need like nose jobs or whatever. So it is possible to get like lucky or just like, you know, like not face those issues like myself with a purebred who she's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but something that not only is recommended by like me or like your friend or someone down the street, but actually recommended by like the American Kennel Society or whatever is to not actually get purebred pugs and instead get what they call retro pugs and what that is is just like pug derivatives um so like mixed breed pugs because then with the mixed breed it like avoids any like problems with the snout because usually it like pulls it out Mm -hmm. as opposed to like pushes it in um Mm -hmm. so some of the most recommended pug mixed breeds is and I don't know how to really pronounce this one but a dog and that's a Dotson pug. And I feel like, Ugh. because I really can't not do this, but I need to show you pictures of these combinations because why wouldn't I? So let me pull it up here. If you guys are watching on the YouTube, you're going to see this with us. Otherwise, Alex, you can describe what it looks like. Yes. To the best of my ability, I'll describe what it looks like. All right. <laughs> what am I looking here at? You go. Here? <laughs> what is that? It's cute. Describe it. <laughs> I mean, it kind of just looks like a wiener dog, to be honest. But I look mean, at the face. Though. It's cute. Tell me, and that's I feel not like cute. the 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 tail is like tempted to go into a little curl, like pugs kind of do a little bit. Yeah, this one's more curled. But I'm pretty sure, like, and here's the thing: I'm not saying that I am or not. I'm not one day gonna get a pug, you know, with Michael that has there's a lot more steps that need to happen in order for that to become a reality I'll just tell you that right there yeah however if we're talking hypothetically here he's gonna want an actual pug okay okay first of all rude these are actual pugs second of all I'm not saying you have to get these I'm just saying that this is what like is recommended by like the American Kennel Club whatever okay Okay. so that is the first recommended breed um the second one and this one I'm very excited about (laughs) is called a porgy and it is as you can assume a pug corgi mix 
That's gonna be absurd. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's actually really cute. I, I like that quite a bit. <laughs> Tell me this isn't hilarious looking. Like that is just something else. I'm that dead. One's a pit- that one's his pitbull pug puppy. Oh, this one's pitbull. Oh, it's still cute though. All right, let's see. Maybe this one. Oh, that one's so <laughs> ugly. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. This is definitely a corgi pug. So you know, people know what corgis look like, right? Like they're stubby little legs and stu- such. Like it's exactly what you'd expect a mixture of a pug and a corgi to look like. <laughs> it's like really strange, but yeah, it's funny. It's cute. I actually, I mean, I'm definitely a proponent of like ugly dogs. Like, you know that, that like <laughs> the uglier, the better for me. Um, okay. So the next one is a palm pug and this is a Pomeranian pug mix which not everyone's fans of Pomeranians, but these are kind of cute. Tommy, that's not cute. This one looks it, like a gremlin. <laughs> I still think it's cute. Yeah, you know, it's really hard to kind of describe some of these. Like, I would just recommend you check out the YouTube and look, but it's, yeah, it's, you know, like Animorphs, like the book. So, like, the book where, like, people are, like, transforming, like, into, like, animals and, like, on the cover it shows, like, a transition of them, you know, going. Yeah. Like, this is, like, if you had, like, a Pomeranian on one end and, like, a pug on the other or, like, just replace Pomeranian with, like, any other dog that you're going to list here, like, whatever, like, breed mix it is, just, like, the middle transition point of the two yeah. things, the yeah. animorph thing, and just kind of, like, where it's just, like, wait, you're not finished yet, you need to continue morphing yeah i can turn into something that that. makes sense this picture we're looking at specifically really calls to that what you're explaining like really well to me because there's like a picture of a pomeranian and a pug and then it's the breed next to it so it just really looks like the transition yeah um that one would probably be cute because since pomeranians are really petite also the pug would probably be rather small okay this last one that i have is in my opinion the weirdest one but mm-hmm. I haven't looked it up. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. I'm going to show you, and it's not that bad. It's a pug Rus- Jack Russell Terrier mix. Oh, so, I that. yeah, like it's it actually looks pretty normal. It just looks like a pug, but maybe a little bit bigger. Like it almost looks like a pug mixed with a boxer, in my opinion. Yeah, kind of. But yeah, jug. This is what it is. This, these jug. ones are cute. These ones I think are actually really cute. Um, okay. So, yes, it is recommended to get mixed breeds. Um, I mean, you can also always do like an 80% pug, 20% something else if you're really concerned. But like I said, I have a purebred pug and she's fine. So whatever. Mm. All right. So these little fur balls are often known to snort, snore, wheeze, and fart often. (laughs) None of that sounds very appealing. Tell me that's not cute. Like if you have a little tiny baby and like he's just like farting, like that's so funny. Like it's funny. Like if your nephew farts, like is it not funny? I mean, I guess. See, it's the same concept. Like it's it's like it's not gross because they're I'm so more innocent. Take, I'm more take issue with the snoring, actually. They usually only snore when they're overweight. My dog like rarely snores, and when she does, it's like not that bad. All right, coat colors. And this is interesting because I didn't know some of these. Hmm. So obviously we have your generic fawn pug, which if you know what a pug looks like, you know, it's what it is. Mm -hmm. But there's also a shade called apricot. And it's kind of this reddish hue that is similar to the fawn, but like just a little bit red. So you can kind of see... A fawn in the middle, the red on the right, and the black on this picture I'm showing you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of cute. So there's black, fawn, apricot. There's also one that is silver. What? Yeah, I've never I've never heard of this one, but it's really cute. Yeah. Actually, I really like it. My cousin in Idaho had pugs like these. Really? I've never heard of this ever. But they're, they're super cute. Fat pugs. Well, 
And then the last one is a white pug, which I personally love. I think yeah, it's so cute. I, I told you guys when we were out, because you had told us this when we were out on Saturday night. It was like, I am into the white pug. Yeah, they are so cute. It's crazy. But I've never, like, I know I follow an Instagram who, the Instagram itself is ridiculous because it's like this, like, pig family (laughs) and it's like a bunch of pigs that they dress up or whatever Mm -hmm. um and they're the only people I've ever seen own a white pug like in Mm -hmm. the real world uh other than that I like never see it so if you come across one I to get it right away all right Mm -hmm. so although fawn the fawn colored pugs are the most popular they are double coated so they shed a considerable amount so something to consider So yeah, like, and only the fawn color is a double coated. A group of pugs is called a grumble. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which is grumble of pugs. I have nothing to add for it. I have nothing to add to that except for the fact that it was hilarious. I'm Um, a fan of collective nouns, so I like knowing that. That's a good fun fact. That is a good one. I actually follow like a guy on TikTok who like makes fun of the English language and he's always like pretending to be the people who are coming up with like names of things. Mm-hmm. And like he always does like collective jokes. So like he'll be like, okay, so what do we call this animal? A goose. What do we call like multiple of them? Geese. How about this animal? Crow. How about multiple of them? A murder. And he's like, are you sure? <laughs> it's yes. like things like that. It's so funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. So, uh, and here's another thing about just like pug care, but if you bathe them or you shower them, they need to be dried off like completely. And the reason for this is because they obviously have a lot of face wrinkles and if they're not like dried properly, it is possible that like bacteria can grow in like their little folds in their face. Mm -hmm. Um, so something to be aware of and it's recommended that between baths, you like wipe them down with baby wipes. I personally don't do this, but I, I don't guess see myself doing that. I yeah, do like I, I, I don't, I don't do that. But I guess there was a time when Choco was a baby, and she did get like a little bit of an infection—not an infection, but like irritation in her like little face creases. And at that point, we were like cleaning it out with like baby wipes until it cleared up. But like that was the only time I did that. Anyway, this is one of the most ancient canine breeds. And it, they date back all the way to 700 BC in China. Hmm. And the emperors of China adored these dogs so much that they had their own servants. The dogs did? The dogs had their own servants. Like specifically, there were servants dedicated to just caring for the dogs. Well, I bet Choco feels that way too. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously. We're not her family. We're just her carers. Okay. The next couple of little facts that I have for you, I think are going to be like a specific interest. And before I move into it, I do have a question. So people from Holland, what are they called? The Dutch. Okay. That's, I wanted to make sure. I didn't know if like this was inaccurate because I was like, are they the Dutch? I thought that was just the Netherlands. I didn't know if it was both. Okay. So pugs originally reached Europe when they were smuggled over by Dutch traders mm. and they were an instant hit with upscale society mm. in Europe. And so in Holland, pugs were made the official canine of the house of orange because they were believed to have saved William orange's life when they alerted him to Spanish invaders. Mm. And so going, going off of that, William of Orange and his wife, Mary II of England, loved pugs so much that they actually took the pugs over to England when Mary II like took on the throne. And then in France, Marie Antoinette also took a huge liking to pugs and hers was named Mops. Okay. Queen Victoria loved them so much that she made clipping of their ears illegal while she was in rain, well, not like not illegal while she was in rain, but like while she was in rain, she made it illegal because she was like, that's cruelty to the dogs. Hmm. And then the last one I have is Doug the Pug is considered the king of pop culture with 3.8 million followers on Instagram. 
So does that mean that he's just the most popular dog page? I think so. I don't okay. know. It just said he was a king of pop, but pop culture. <laughs> I'm like, sure. I mean, everyone knows Doug the Pug. Um, okay. So those are like the little like fun facts that I found, but I have just a little like facts of my own that like are just, they're not rooted in fact at all. They're just my <laughs> stupid little facts. Okay. Uh-huh. So I strongly, and I, this is okay. This is actually a little bit rooted in fact, because I have seen like document or not documentaries, but like, um, like national geographic episodes on this but Mm -hmm. pugs specifically i think have like the strongest personality of all dog breeds and they're often like considered the clowns of the dog community (laughs) yeah i can believe that (laughs) (laughs) which i actually okay which sometimes could be problematic with other dogs because like i know that there's other dog breeds that don't really like pugs because other dog breeds like don't like how clownish they are and they get annoyed with them easily but for me i'm like for humans I personally have never met a like a person who's met a pug, interacted like, you know, for long periods of time with it, who have not completely fallen in love with the damn pug. Oh, I'll edit that out. Sorry. Um, I just think that they have this way with their little like ridiculous personalities of like worming their way into your heart. And like, it's just, you can't even explain why you love them. You just love them. Hmm. Okay. They're super bougie. I think they're one of the most bougie breeds. And I think it goes back to their royal years. <laughs> what do you mean by bougie? So like my dog, like, okay, like she knows, like the, the reason we feed her human food and we cook for her is because she will not eat other food. Like we've given her like dry food, like kibble and stuff before. Mm-hmm. And she'll immediately throw it up. Like she's like, hell no, I'm not eating mm-hmm. this like she knows and then like if i she knows how to sit like she knows the command sit but she will not do it if she's on like tile floor or like hardwood floor like anything hard if she's on a couch if she's on a bed if there's a pillow underneath her she'll sit she knows it but if she's on tile she's like "Mm -mm, i'm not sitting on that thing Uh, (laughs) what a bratty dog (laughs) they're bougie i'm telling you like and then like like okay so my and this might be a my dog specifically thing but like this is definitely something she does but like if if other dogs come around her or she's in a place where she feels uncomfortable she will like put her little paws on me and like look at me like pick me up pick me up now and I'll pick her up and then once she's in my arms then she'll like look at like whoever is around her and she's like "Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. but if I put her down she's like uh-uh pick me up pick me up but like once I'm holding her she's like who are you losers like she has <laughs> such a like oh no that's just the high ground I can't with her she kills me and like that kind of like goes back to the whole personality thing like they have these little attitudes and like when you talk about it it's like oh my god what a brat but then when you're interacting with her, you're just like I hate how cute you are <laughs> like it just opens your little heart okay um okay when I was writing this I was like really like sleepy and delusional my next fact my next fact is that they're the cutest puppies like when they're puppies out of Uh all breeds in my opinion um because they're tiny and they're babies and they look like little peanuts and I'm dead like they were I don't know if you ever met Choco when she was a puppy but she oh my god she like fit in my little hand like this and she just her little face and she didn't bark and she just looked at you and she was like oh they're the cutest dog breed like I don't care what you say they're the cutest yeah I had go, gone over to your apartment when you had first gotten her and she wasn't house trained yet mm. like she was in the process so she was like she had peed everywhere like when I got over there yeah that makes sense <laughs> that sounds about right um oh, there was like man. one time my friend Amanda came over when she was a puppy also and like Choco had never met her, but like Amanda walks in and Choco like runs out of her little crate and like, cause we had like um, laminate flooring in the apartment and she like slid on her back to her feet on the, on the laminate. And like, as she's sliding on her back, she's like peeing. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it was really funny to watch though. Um, and then the last thing I have is that black plugs are underrated. I'm here to say it first, like don't sleep on the black pugs. 
I have a black pug and she stole my little heart and my dad. So when I got her for the first time, my dad was just like, why did you get a black pug? And then now, like literally, if you ever bring up the, the topic, he's just like, I think black pugs are the cutest ones. <laughs> the most biased opinion I've ever heard. Like, 100%. 100%. But I think black, black pugs are underrated. I don't think enough people have them. I don't think they're out in the world enough. Well, if it would satisfy you, like when you're talking about pug colors earlier and you're saying like the most like popular color is the fawn color, like mm-hmm. that didn't register in my mind. Like whenever I think about pugs, I think about black pugs, probably because of Choco. Probably because of Choco, because you've interacted with her. But now, yeah. I, I, I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't care ever that much about pugs so that knowing which color is the most popular didn't really cross my mind. So your, your pugs look popular pug color in my mind. Well, that's reassuring, but also uh, time to change that loser mentality, Alex. (laughs) All right. And so I'm done with pugs, unfortunately, but I hope that um, inspired you. But before we end it, I do have just like random other dog facts that I think are fun. Sure. Okay. So the first one is the Labrador Retriever has been the American Kettle Society's top 10 most popular breeds list for 30 consecutive years, longer mm. than any other breed, mm. okay. which I think is valid because it's like, I feel like a lab is like the most common dog I ever see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. The next one, a dog's nose print is unique, much like a person's fingerprint. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So more so than like, like not a paw print wouldn't be like the nose prints more. It'd be no. their nose print. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed like dog paws. They're not really like, they don't have a lot of ridges. They're more yeah. like little like, just pads. so that makes sense to me. Yeah. Like pads. Okay. All right. 45% of us dogs sleep in their owner's beds. Where the state is coming that. from, I don't know. I can believe that. I actually, I mean, okay. Well, you finish your point first. Well, that wouldn't happen in like my household, but I can believe it. Currently in your current household. <laughs> Michael, chime in. <laughs> um, okay. So I actually have a really quick anecdote about this fact that I think is really interesting. I, where did I hear this on? I was listening to a podcast or whatever, and they were like talking about like miracles or like, I don't know, things in life. And they were talking about this woman who like swore by sleep, having dogs sleep in your bed. And they were like, why? And so like, I guess like she had a dog and every single night, like she would get into bed and the dog would be like really, really adamantly, like trying to like nose her back. And she'd be like, stop, like get off of me. And it was like so much so that she started like looking at her back in the mirror and she was just like, what the heck is on me? Like, did I get something on me? Like, what is this? And she didn't see anything. So she was like, whatever but this kept happening like every single night when she would lay down the dog would like freak out at her back and so she eventually was just like what is happening so she like went to the doctor and she's like I just want to like make sure everything's okay because like this is weird and they did like a little cat scan or whatever it is MRI I don't know what it was but they did a scan of her and they found out she had like a tumor growing in her back where the dog was like nosing Hmm. and so because she like caught it early they were able to like remove it and like ultimately like her life was saved um and she was like adamantly like a proponent for dogs sleeping in your bed because she's like they have such like uh like such sensitive receptors that they can pick up on like an anomaly happening in your body and like you know like save her life Mm -hmm. and I thought that that was just a really cool story because I was like wow imagine yeah that's pretty crazy Hmm. Well, there you go. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> so, okay. My next one. Um, all dogs dream. However, puppies and senior dogs dream more frequently than adult dogs. Oh, okay. Which is fun. Um, dogs curl up in a ball when they sleep to protect their organs, a hold over their earlier days in the wild when they were like vulnerable to predator attacks. Mm-hmm. Which I think is like really funny. Like when dogs like don't sleep up like curled up like that when they sleep like with their belly up i'm just like wow you are not you are far removed from your like vicious days or you could say that means that they feel safe wherever they're at i just think it's funny i think it's okay here's another thing this is like this is a tangent but i always think it's really funny when 
like, for example, if my dog is like cuddled up to me in a blanket and I'm holding her little body, you know, and I look at her and I'm just like, wow, this is such a trippy thought to me that like you once were like this mighty wolf. And now I have this like wild animal, like sleeping like a baby in my arms. So, so my brother, I'm pretty sure it was Matt, but this was like maybe a year ago, a long time ago, but sent a, a meme to me and Jake about like basically that comparison like how you know like the how wolves eventually became like domesticated dogs and whatever showing like oh the mighty wolf and then like present day dogs which was a pug in the meme and it was probably wearing some like weird like outfit or something it was like this is where the wolves have gone to now and it's like I don't know what kind of wolf a pug came from (laughs) hey they're one of the most ancient dog breeds so they're not that far off but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a thought I always have. Like I always like ponder over it. So it's, it's funny to me anyways. Okay. So here's a fun fact for health. And so human blood pressure goes down when petting a dog. And so does the dogs. That makes sense. I mean, like you think about how, um, I mean, one emotional support animals, right? Mm -hmm. Like the emotional support part is a part of their title but then also mm-hmm. like when I was an intern I think at Fox like they were doing like a health week sort of thing and then one of the um the features they had was they brought in puppies so you could do like a little puppy petting zoo thing to like relieve stress and it's kind of like yeah man I believe it man petting dogs is great life, literally and I think it's fun that like it also like uh, not only benefits the human but it's like a symbiotic like response yeah. or the dog's blood pressure goes down like I'm like oh that's so freaking cute that is very heartwarming because here's the thing I feel like the tone of this podcast make it seem like I don't like dogs and that's not at all true <laughs> I love dogs I think dogs are like one of the greatest things ever I love that they're just out here in life being like I want to love you yeah like that's a great you know personality trait for an animal to have I'm all for it I love dogs so I'm just kind of like hey I want to pet that dog for sure yeah don't get me wrong I just think that pugs are ridiculous I think you're ridiculous Alex (laughs) Uh, anyway okay let's move on here and so this one okay this is actually what I was looking at before we started the podcast because I needed to see a picture of it so mm-hmm. the Norwegian Lundhund is the least popular dog breed and the only dog breed created for the job of puffin hunting. Okay. Let me show you this dog. <clears throat> Does it look like a werewolf or something? Is that why no one wants it? I don't think so. So you describe it. Tell well, me what you think. I think that it kind of actually looks like a mixture of like a wolf and a fox you know mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. yeah it definitely like, does it's like a really really skinny like wolf looking deal yeah it's cute in my opinion but it has like a fox face yeah and the most interesting thing alex about this dog mm-hmm. is this oh interesting so it has an extra toe coming out of its like thumb area it's yeah, like, so- like if you could equate it to almost like a thumb, mm-hmm. it has another, another smaller toe coming out of like the joint. It yeah. Looks like. So it really is just like a five fingered hand. Cause you know how dogs, they have the four little fingers and then they have the one up on like their arm. Mm-hmm. It's like, instead it's like the fifth one, the thumb is like there with the hand in the paw. Yeah. That's interesting. It really is interesting. And another interesting thing, which I hadn't noticed before, is this. What is going on here? (laughs) Okay, so in this picture, it's the dog, right? And then someone's, like, bending their head all the way backwards. So, like, their chin's, like, facing, like, the air and whatever. It's kind of like, are you trying to break that thing's neck? What's going on here? Are they just, like, super flexible? Look at this. I (laughs) guess this dog has, like, a weird... Okay, because this must be, like, a thing that people are, like, showing that they can do. Because, yeah, it has, like, that neck flexibility to, like, face all the way up. Like, well, all the way up and like back. Arm flexibility. Yeah, the arms are, like, straight out. Like, it's pretty wild. Look at this. Like, the dog's doing it on their own. They're doing the neck thing on their own. <laughs> it's like That's an owl. so 
So yeah, the dog can look backwards basically by like craning their neck all the way back. So it's really wild. Um, I personally would want this dog just on how crazy looking it is. Like, tell me that doesn't look like something I would want. Like, oh my God. All right. (laughs) Enough with that dog. That was fun though. Okay. Uh, Greyhounds can beat cheetahs in a race while cheetahs can run twice as as fast as greyhounds. They can only maintain that 70 mile per hour speed for about 30 seconds. Whereas a greyhound can maintain a 35 mile per hour speed for about seven miles. Oh, well, I mean, that's the whole greyhound thing. Like that's, I'm sure why they use for the buses greyhound, you know, mm -hmm. as their mascot. So yeah. Yeah. Greyhounds are historically used as racing dog which which i'm not getting into i think it's actually not fun or like humane for them but they are used as racing dogs um okay and then my last one some dogs are taller heavier but according to the guinness world records a mastiff named zorba is the world's overall largest dog zorba weighed 343 pounds and measured over eight feet from his nose to his tail he is described sorry last sentence he's been described as being about the size of a small donkey i'll tell you what because um my good friend in high school her boyfriend's family had mastiffs Mm -hmm. those things like i love dogs but those things kind of terrified me really they were gigantic like literally if they were to like jump up they'd probably be like as tall as you yeah they're big so like they just knock you right over Mm -hmm. like if they really wanted to eat you easily done because they're heavy too Mm -hmm. like yeah they're just as tall as you and would probably outweigh you mastiffs are big for me personally uh, and here we are going into like a little like bias section of the podcast and I'm not here to say that I have, I'm like right or anything, but for me, the dog that scares me is not the Mastiff because I feel like they're like giant, but like at the same time, like the ones I've interacted with have been very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but the dog that scares me is Rottweilers. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and I hate to stereotype a dog because, you know, it's all about breeding or not breeding, but like upbringing and like training and like who you are as a pet owner. But Every single Rottweiler I have ever interacted with has been a little demon dog. And I live Mm. across the street, like catty corner to these people who have two Rottweilers and like literally once a week, like it sounds like they are tearing each other apart. Like it is the most guttural, awful sounds that I hear coming from that house with the dogs. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a, it's not like the sounds of like a human abusing a dog. Otherwise that would, I would like call authority. It is like dog on dog. Like they are having Mm. a brawl. And it stresses me out. I don't like Rottweilers. It's the only breed I I don't like. Have I told you that we had a Rottweiler once? No. Yeah, so when um, I was really little, we had a Rottweiler named Brutus. Oh, my God. Just add to it. (laughs) Yeah, very Rottweilerly name, right? Yes. Can't pronounce that. Anyway. So I actually was kind of afraid of Brutus only because... Because um, his name was Brutus? No. So I would be afraid because of that name. So in our backyard, like, we used to have, like, this, like, we had chain link, like, area where he was, like, kind of cordoned off in, mm-hmm. um, just, like, be kept in. And then, like, he had gotten out once and I was in the backyard and he kind of, like, bowled me over. Not that he was being, like, really aggressive with me or anything. I don't think it was anything like that. He was so big and I was so small that he did like knock me over and that mm-hmm. made me kind of scared of him thereafter. Mm. But he wasn't a bad dog. I'm sure. And like I said, like I'm sure Rottweilers aren't bad dogs. It's just my personal experiences with them have been negative. Right. I mean, they might, I don't know much about them because I haven't like looked into it at all, but maybe it's possible that they're just a more aggressive type of dog, you know? Yeah. I think. <sighs> And I don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure one time I heard that the most aggressive dog breed was the Chow Chow. Oh, really? Yeah, which is really interesting because they look like little teddy bears. Yeah. There was you know a... what the Chow Chows are, right? Oh, absolutely. Because um, my dog that I had. Okay, so I told you about like our whole dog saga, right? Like we had yeah. um, 
freeway yeah well we had the boston terrier named poppy who had Uh babies the german shepherd Uh and then the one that we kept from that litter brownie Uh uh-huh her the her baby daddy oh yeah i remember was a cha cha i remember you told me this yeah Yeah. because her puppies ended up looking real strange yeah chows are actually really cute but i hear that they're the most aggressive breed which i think is wild but But they look, look like they'd be too high maintenance with all their fur like look at that it looks like a really furry bear <laughs> it really is just the most wild thing i do really love their blue tongues though i think that's so cute um cute blue tongues <laughs> so now that we've come really to the end of the podcast i think the best way to like end it is just me showing you a few of my favorite dog breeds <laughs> i'm gonna show you like five and then we'll be done <laughs> all right fine so this okay this dog breed is actually like one that i've been trying to get everyone and their mom to get and nobody wants to get it and i don't understand why you were, you were trying to force this on me the other day like you were um, just talking to me about this yeah it's a shetland sheepdog and they are the cutest thing in the whole world like picture here's a picture of a literal full-size collie and basically the shetland sheepdog is like a mini me like it's not all the maintenance of the full collie it's like a small package it's and still a lot of fur here, but here's the thing i had one of these dogs when i was a little kid and it was the best dog i've ever had in my life like even my parents will be like oh gina was the best dog we ever had she was so sweet she was so smart she was so low maintenance like i know it looks like a lot because of the fur but we never got her groomed and she was fine this is exactly what she looked like this fur coat mm they're so cute look at this one tell me that's not amazing i like the color of that fur Uh, i'm skeptical though about the uh about the hair maintenance i mean i would never say do what my family did and like not get her groomed ever um but i mean it's like any dog you get you're gonna have to get it groomed like Mm -hmm. these just they're just so beautiful so majestic and honestly like I think the best dogs ever. Mm. All right. So here's one that might be up your alley, but it's a specific one. So I know you like corgis. This one is a specific breed of corgis. It's called a cardigan Welsh corgi. Cardigan. (laughs) Tell me that's not so cute. It's definitely a lot less furry looking. It's so cute. I kind of like the original corgis better, to be honest. Uh. You're so hey, I'm basic. not saying that it's bad. Hey, look what? at this. Look at the little eyes. I don't think that's, you know, a part of what corgis are, you know, because <sighs> what she's showing for the people who are just listening, you know, on the podcast area, she's showing me a corgi. Well, this cardigan corgi that has two different color eyes. I'm just like other dogs have that, you know. Yeah, but this one, like the fur coat of the Cardigan Welsh Corgi is so cute. It's like spotted and like black and gray and has a white neck and like, ugh, they're so cute. I love them. Whatever, Alex. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to like, show you one. I I'm like the little legs. One. Okay. Oh my God. I already know that you're going to say, what the hell is that? But sorry. Okay. <laughs> the picture okay so one two three four so four over but the second row that's the most horrible <laughs> thing i've ever seen in my entire life what is that gross uh, it's so cute okay so i'm showing her brussels griffon um they kind of honestly look like pugs to me but they're like a, a derivative of pug um i actually really want so i specifically like the short haired okay so i'll say this they have chewbacca face but like they have wookie faces tell me that's not the cutest thing ever mm. i'm dying i'm dying <laughs> i want one so bad like look how like derpy they are they're certainly derpy yes oh my god i love them uh I want one so bad. If I were to get another dog, I would really want this breed. <laughs> so the one right, the the picture right next to it that that's an Ewok face. This one? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what Ewok looks like. I just love this dog breed. I think they're so funny looking and just like, oh my god. Here's actually another breed that I was gonna show you, but I was just like, you're gonna hate it so much. Maybe I just shouldn't. 
<laughs> it's called a Pekingese. Have you heard of these? Oh, no, thanks. <laughs> oh my God. They are like little mops. Like literally just imagine a mop dog and that's what it is. Like, look at it running. What is that? I hate it. <laughs> I love it so much. Like, uh, I need Michael to watch this YouTube, like on the YouTube, because I need his opinions on these dogs. Because if he likes, if we have the same opinion on pugs, maybe we'll have the same opinion on these dogs. I think they're hecka cute. Um, all right. I'll leave you with one that I think you might like just, you know, based off of my vibe I get from you. Let me think really fast. Which one do I want to show you? Talk to us, Alex, while I think about this. Um, for whatever reason, like seeing the Pekingese, like really reminds me of like a commercial that like was out in the nineties, but I can't remember what it was. A commercial out in the nineties. Like, yeah, like, like, um, Oh, I think I know. Uh, um, <laughs> is it this one? The one with, hold on. Oh no. Where is it? Hold on. I spelled mascot really wrong. This. Obviously remember that from like life, you know, from yeah. being a kid, but I'm just like, seriously, what is that? I don't know. So what I'm showing her is the commercial from the nineties. That is the mascot of honeycomb cereal. And if you grew up in the nineties, you should know what I'm talking about. If you're not literally Google honeycomb cereal mascot, and you'll know what we're talking about. It's nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah. Look at the one with, with behind the girl. Which one? Towards the bottom of your this screen. One? Oh my God. That's demon. That's awful. Okay. Some of the, like, some of the stuff from the 90s, it's just, what is this? All right, we're going to get out of this territory. <laughs> okay, I thought of one. Uh, oh, my gosh, I think this is how you spell it. Okay. Look at this dog. Like this. So, recently, you guys, so, okay, so recently, I've actually, like, for realsies, gotten on TikTok, mm-hmm. which I had been resisting for a really long time because I'm just, like, dude like what is this even about mm-hmm. no lie one of my favorite tiktok channels is this dog is this dog i love it because it's so it's i'll send you i'll send you something drea from that yes. uh, it's it's so cute and so funny but yeah this is literally like something i just looked at that's so funny so what i'm showing her and i actually don't know how to say this correctly but the samoyed dog and yeah. it kind of looks like a white like full-on white um like fluffy husky like it kind of looks like a cross between a husky and a shiba inu kind of yeah but like fluffier yeah yeah i agree with that i think they're so cute um they're really cute as puppies they look like they'd be giant dogs though oh yeah how big are they how big (laughs) (laughs) how big Okay, the Samoyed is a substantial but graceful dog standing anywhere from 19 to a bit over 23 inches at the shoulder. What does that mean? It's at like the how, shoulder? Literally how tall it is off the ground. Look okay, it. well, here's, here's like a big. visual. Yeah, they're huge. They're pretty big. I mean, it's like a big dog, you know? All right, well, that's pretty much it. I'll leave you with this last thing. Have you ever seen this movie? <laughs> what? Oh, here. What I'm showing her is pictures of the movie Toby Terrier. <laughs> so this is a, okay. Oh my god, I need to breathe. Okay, so this is something that my mom used to show me and Danielle when we were kids. And what it is, and it's actually here's the thing. It's actually I, I'm totally a proponent for this because what they are are they're, they're little videos that are connected to a toby terrier plushie like the the doll has like interaction when with the movie like when you're playing it like it's crazy but also the movies are all designed to like teach you like child safety (laughs) so like for example um like this middle one i think like safety first or whatever or like let's see 
So I can't make this like comparison in reality just because I don't know anything about what either of these is about, but I'm just kind of like, so it was the 90s Paw Patrol. <laughs> I guess. I don't know what Paw Patrol is. Well, Paw but... Patrol is like is a TV show for kids, but I guess they're coming out with a movie right now because I've seen a lot of previews for it. But like there's a police dog, there's a recycling dog. Oh, probably. A firefighter dog. Yeah, it probably was the 90s equivalent, only like... It wasn't animated. It was all puppets. <laughs> of course. It was. Uh, and honestly, like me and my sister recently revisited this, like as adults, like we found it on like YouTube and we were watching like the movies on YouTube and they're, they, they hold up. Like there's like jokes that are like adult content jokes. Like there's like a talk show dog, like the host of the talk show and his name is like Bark Sineal Hall. And it's, it's like really funny, like punny jokes like that. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll leave you with that. (laughs) This podcast took a turn. (laughs) Well, I'm not at all necessarily sold. I'm not more sold on the idea of a bug. I'll just like leave that there. But hey, now I know some more facts about it. Okay, well, that's absurd that you're not more sold on it. I take offense personally. (laughs) Um, Unsubscribe. (laughs) You got, you cannot tell me that like, the little apricot or the silver pug didn't just warm your little heart. I, I told you I really like the white pug. I'm saying I really like the white pug. Mm. I'm We're not gonna turn you. You're going to be a you know, pug lover. See, the thing for me, the real thing for me, it's not even that like it's the goofy personality or whatever. Like it's not that. It's just like, you know how much I dislike things that are high maintenance. Mm-hmm. Whereas that seems like a very high maintenance dog. It is a and high sure, dog. And I'm sure that any dog that I'd have, I'd love the dog. Yeah. Because I love animals and I love right. dogs. Right. But it looks really high maintenance. <laughs> it's 100%. I'm not here to ever say that they're not high maintenance because they are. But it's high maintenance that you're willing to do because they're your babies. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I know this is like... not necessarily the content you thought you were setting up for but it's what you got yep (laughs) all right thanks we'll see you next week with alex's uh teaching me something bye bye